you from the Yard Dogs Podcast Studio. A show for the fans by the fans. Talking all things Cleveland Browns. From our mic to your ears. With your hosts, Jason Hand, Mikey P, and Ian Cold Train Cold Iron. Are you ready for some football? We're ready for some football, baby. Welcome, welcome <laughs> to the Yard Dogs Podcast, a show for the fans, by the fans. This is Season 4, Episode 120. I'm your host, Jason Hand. The Yard Dogs Podcast is brought to you by Network 216. To check out all of our Ohio sports content, subscribe to our Network 216 YouTube channel. And joining me tonight, my co-hosts, my partners in crime, Mikey P and Ian Coltrane Coldiron, and a special guest. Season four, episode one of season four. We have a special guest from 92.3, the fan, the one and only Ken Carmen. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? This is season one, or this is, or excuse me, episode one of season four. Yes. <laughs> the season premiere. Yes, season, season premiere, man. Yes, All your guys' backgrounds look a hell of a lot better than mine. I'm getting ready to remodel after I get back from Disney. <laughs> you guys are way better than mine. Mine looks like hell. Your guys are really nice. Dude, your, yours looks like you're about to be an artist, uh, Ken. Is that all well, your, the, your kid's artwork, man? That's awesome. He's like, he's like, I want to put him up behind you. I go, you knock yourself out, man. That's going to be yeah. an accident wall coming up here in a few that's months. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah, knock yourself awesome. out, brother. Go right on ahead. And he said, okay, fine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Ken. All of us are family, man. We're all, we're all husbands. We, we have wives, all, all four of us. And I, I imagine we all eat dinner um, on Sunday night at the dinner table. I, I got a question, not for you, Mikey P, not you, because you already know the answer to this, but for Ken and Coltrane, what does dollop mean? And if you need me to spell it, I will dollop. What is that? Dollop is like what the, do a little dollop of daisy where you take like a spoonful <laughs> and you, you smack it down on something. <laughs> What's the matter? Why? Can you can. <laughs> Does that matter? Does that mean something? Well, it, well, it just means I'm a dumbass. Well, okay, so we're, we're, we're eating dinner. We have chicken. We have mashed potatoes. And my, my daughter asked my wife, she goes, um, can I have some mashed potatoes? And my wife goes, well, how much do you want? She goes, mm, a dollop. And I looked at her. I'm like, what the hell is a dollop? And so and I, made, I knew I made an immediate mistake because they all just looked at me and started laughing. So I have 13-year-old twin daughters and my wife, whom I respect, and she respects me. But they became they, they laughed at me, and I swore up and down. I said, I guarantee you, if you ask 10 people, eight of them won't know what dollop means. Cold oh, no, yeah. Sour cream commercial uh, for Daisy Sour Cream. Yeah, there you, you go. Take, you take a big spoon, you get a scoop, and... You gotta, but you can't just you can't just put it on a because that was just a spoonful. If you flick it on the plate, then that's a dollar. It has okay. to be flicked, then it's a dollar. Wow. Okay. Goldsman, yeah, are I, you I, with I, me, bro? I'm in the same boat. Remember, I'm Cleveland area like Ken, so I think we're getting the same commercials coming mm -hmm. in because I would have said the same damn thing. Yeah, I have gosh. no idea what it is, but uh, when Daisy comes on. It's a dollar for Daisy, man. One hundred percent. We're watching the same commercials. I don't know what they got going on in Virginia, man, but you know, we're in the same area. Me and <laughs> well, he asked me too, and I was like, "Yeah, it's like I said, it's like a small amount." I was like, "You know, a smidge or a small amount, dollar. That's what it means." Okay. Well, anyway, let's let's go ahead and move on. This did, did not go the way that I thought it would be. I thought maybe I'd have somebody in the same boat, but that's okay. Sorry, um, Ken Carmen. We love your show. As we, we said pre-show, Mikey P. and I live in Virginia, so we definitely appreciate the Odyssey app. Um, obviously, the Cleveland Airways don't go as far as we are in Virginia, so we appreciate um, your, your morning show with Anthony Lima. Um, Mikey P., you have a question for Ken Carmen. I want you to go ahead and kick this off. Yeah, I always wonder, when you guys are hosting your morning show, Like, how tough is it when the Browns schedule comes out and you see Monday night and Thursday night games? Like, how is that that next day um as far as what like just having to wake up and do it yeah having to stay up for the game and you gotta oh, get up hell. do show so prep mondays, mondays are a little bit so monday's a little bit difficult actually 
No, they're harder now just because I got I got the other thing going too. But they used to be where you nah, I mean you go home, you do the show and you go home and take a nap. And uh I'm used to not sleeping anyway. So it's not that difficult. So you just go home like I don't I try not to sleep. I don't I'm different from a lot like the, a lot of morning show hosts depending on, you know, it, sports, news, music doesn't matter. Um, a lot of them like to go home and take naps. I don't. I feel like you're always chasing chasing sleep. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I feel like my day is just more, hey, you're up, you're up, and that's the way it goes. Every now and then I'll I'll zone out and kind of nod off for 20 minutes. But um, I really don't like to do – like I know I, I Jen Tui, who is the host of the music station across the hallway, and she's been doing it a long time. She's been doing mornings a long time, and I love her. Um, she, she will go home and I mean, she will put on pajamas and she will put on a sleep mask and she will go back to bed and she will go back to bed for a few hours and wait back up in the, in the, um, if she gets home at 1130, she'll do it noon. She'll wake up at three in the afternoon. I mean, oh, it's, wow. that's her thing. And I just feel like you're sleeping in shifts. It just doesn't work for me. You know, that's just not my thing. Um, so when when it comes to like nighttime games, I don't know, sleeping three hours, four hours, it, it never really mattered that much. Waking up is is kind of a bear. It's kind of tough. But once you're up, you're up. Um, so it's it's not as it's not as difficult. The only thing I'll tell you what does suck. The uh, the odd thing is Monday night is not that bad. Thursday night, not that bad, especially they usually win. They've done very well on Thursday nights. Boy, that's a great way to start the weekend. Holy yeah. cow! I had a wedding one time. I had to I had to do a wedding um, for my buddy who who has since been divorced, of course. And uh, I did his wedding, and they won on Thursday night. And then I did his wedding. I mean, it was just a great, great weekend. The worst is Sunday night. Sunday night is terrible because you literally wait all day for Sunday night, and you got to wait till four o'clock for the for your pregame show to start, and you are just sitting there. And then it's another four hours, so it's the whole day of games, and then your game is on, and it just it takes it sucks the life out of you. It really does. So of the days that I, I I mean, even if I didn't do this, I think I would dread Sunday night as a fan. I really would. Oh, I hate it. I wouldn't want the Browns to play on a Sunday night. I, as much as I thought, like when we were really bad. And and when it was like okay now we're gonna play on a Sunday night they played that Rams game that that Sunday night and I still remember just how much of a bear that day was and uh, I know there will be more Sunday nights ahead I'm sure but it's that that's the rough one everything else is fine everything else is fine for me Coltrane remembers that Sunday night game. yeah I, I actually <laughs> got engaged I got engaged at Brown Stadium that night uh, Ken. the only thing that sucked obviously was the Browns lost but everything else went uh where did perfect. you propose that uh you know where they give you like the they gave us not necessarily a press pass but like a field pass where they let you stand right there by uh the Browns uh, like right behind the Browns uh vent where they would be if they were like right there. Um, right on the side. I mean, pretty much the sideline. Like I did it right in like the end zone, um, end zone area. It was like the left end zone left. But uh, did they yeah, put dude, the cameras on you? Uh, believe it or not, no. But I got new, dude. I got probably Browns fans are the best. I probably got a hundred DMs, uh, video, photos, you name it. I mean, people were watching like it was an audience, man. So yeah, it's um, that's nice. After the show, after the show, uh, can or just sometime when you're free, you have to look me up. Browns fan five nine three, and I got the whole um, the whole engagement uh, process, everything, man. So it was it was uh, like I said, it was out of all the games I could have picked. I, I got it through my season ticket guy. You know, when I was a season ticket member. Out of all the games I picked, obviously that Rams Sunday night looked amazing to me, and. Uh, like I said, man, it's just unfortunate. I, you know, I wish we would have had the team we have, you know, last year or this year, you know, in that game. But uh, it was an awesome night, man. So, yeah, it's funny you mentioned How long you game. been – so when did you get married? Uh, a year after that during COVID. So oh, we, goodness. We were, we, were, we were one of the people that it was either – it was either put it, put it off, risk getting, like, screwed by all them vendors or just, you know, bite the bullet, risk – 
I think we lost about 15, 20 people off the wedding invitation. That's going to happen. People well, just don't, right. you know. Yeah. But um, pretty much 15 people and, and, and pulled it off. You know, everything. The only thing that we had to do was because of DeWine's um, little rule, we, we had to cut it like 11 o'clock instead of midnight. That was really the only difference. Uh, we all balled out. Nice. and Yeah, we yeah. all balled out. And it was a great time. And, um, yeah, it was something, you know, definitely a, a night to remember. But, yeah, man, it's funny you mentioned that game, that Rams game. Obviously, I'll never forget it. So. And Clay yeah. Matthews, Clay Matthews getting uh, right. inducted in the ring of honor. That oh, was yeah. a memorable game, man. Memorable, memorable day, game. for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Typical Browns, though, Ken, right? Browns didn't win on my engagement, right? Well, if he would if he would have hit Jarvis Landry, you would have been fine. It would have been a yeah. night. Well, obviously, it was a night to remember. It would have been a would have been a great night to remember. Right underneath the post, if he would have yeah. hit Jarvis, everything would have been okay. I had a yeah. friend. So my friend who set me and my wife up. Um, I'll, I'll tell this quick. My friend who set me and my wife up, her friend, her friend was dating, Liz's friend was dating my best buddy. And this is before they all got together. Her friend was dating a guy right out of college at Youngstown state. Right. And he got the cameras at the Indians game for an engagement. Oh, and yeah. she had to say yes because she didn't want – and she did not want to marry this guy. So she tells the story now. They're not married. I mean, they did not They did not go down the aisle or anything like that. But she was – they'll tell the story there. She's texting my wife going, what am I going to do? I don't want to marry this guy. He does not treat me well. He is not a good dude. And he trapped me into this thing. And I, now it's just – and it's like, no, 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 no. You don't have to say yes to anything. Almost said, brother. You don't have to say yes to any of that stuff. So for a second, it's like, yeah, that could be a bit of a trap. But here you are, 2020. So what, three years? You're going on three years? Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. I mean, three, it, but... I, as a Browns diehard fan, man, it just I think a lot of men, a lot of men, especially on Twitter, like like the, the post of the video just because it's for any sports fan, really. I feel like if you're a football fan and, and that's it's a, it was like a guy's proposal. Like it was my idea. Yeah. I always had it. And um, it just to get it on the field and, and just the hype around the game with the music going. I mean, it just for a guy, I think that's probably one of the better options you can you can pick versus like the Eiffel Tower or something like, you know, what I mean, that, that's that's something specific to Clevelanders. And, and um, like I said, it was, you know, still thank the Browns hats off to them. They, they did a real good job of nice. the field and, and doing all that. So. That's real, they do man. they they do do good things for the fans, so I do appreciate. Um, even though obviously I would want more wins, um, I do appreciate the things that they do for the fans. So, very nice, brother. Very nice. Very nice. Well, we do have some Browns questions, but before we do, I, I do have one other question about your radio show. D do you ever get nervous um, b before you go live on air? Do you do you ever have thoughts like, man, I really don't want to do this today, or are you just nervous for any reason? Only after a loss. Yeah. <laughs> I've been nervous for that show. I've been very nervous in a very long time, um, but only after big losses. Um, I have, I'm nervous for next year already, um, because you know we we got a lot of people where, you know, we had a conversation today whether or not we'd still make the trade, and you know I'm uncomfortable with a lot of the stuff that was surrounding, but at the same time. I would still make the trade. And I think that, you know, from a football sense, everything that's happened since <clears throat> has has said why I would make the trade. You know, and, and I haven't blamed the Browns for making the trade. But at the same time, I go back to that moment. And I think we, I thought we had a much better team and a much deeper team than what we had. And here we are a year later, and I think we're, we're making up for mistakes um, you know, I'm having a big fight over Juan Thornhill and none of it's tongue in cheek. I mean, I, I didn't realize people didn't know who Juan Thornhill was. I was just gobsmacked earlier last week at week last week when people were calling us up saying, Ken, I didn't know who he was. I'm going, I thought we knew who, who the hell these players were. Um, so <laughs> I'm a little bit surprised by that, but, um, when they have losses and you know, you're angry and you got to take the gloves off. I get nervous. I get nervous because I still 
after after all these years, I I don't like people being upset. I don't like fans being upset. And I know that this is going to sound like a line. It's not. I want people to be happy. And for whatever reason, they blame us or they'll blame me for their unhappiness with the Browns. And I'll say, well, I if, if it were up to me, they'd win every game and everything would be fine. So that part sucks. And so there's big games where, boy, they lose. And I, I just know that I'm going to be loud and I'm going to be angry. And it's going to be about 6.03 when I'm going to lose, <laughs> lose my temper on that. And I don't like doing that. I don't like doing it. Um, and, and we had that. I mean, the, the game, they, they went to Denver and they lost. And, and Baker Mayfield shaved his face a few times. I mean, that was as embarrassing as a game as I've ever seen. Um, there were other games, obviously, that were that that have been taken into into account on that, but um, that one, that one, that 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 part of it, part of you loses some of your innocence when you have a game like that, and you have to you have to go after something like that. But there's games when they just lose, where those are the ones that get nervous, just because you say things you want them to win, and there are people, there are fans who are cynical fans, and they love it. When there are fans. There are fans who claim they're Browns fans, and they love it when they lose, so they can go after you about it. And I just Ooh. know that the next day is man, I'm on the edge of my um, seat here. For the most part, did, did, we didn't lose me, did I? We still good? Just yeah, we lost for like yeah. a second. We lost oh, okay, like sorry about that. Mike, I told you my computer's been messing up. I don't know what the hell's going on. For the most part. I don't get nervous before shows. You had said that you'd stated that uh, you're a little nervous for this year. What what about this coming year, this coming season? Are you nervous about week one? I'm really nervous for week one because you know when I talked to Nathan and Nathan had said he goes, "Well, Deshaun's really never really great in his first start of the season because he went after the Houston game and said, "Well, you look historically, he's never really that good." And I go, "Great, we have all our eggs in our basket for this year, and now we're going to get ready for week one." And I have no idea who they're playing week one. And so if he goes out there and he sucks up the room talking about Deshaun, we're going to be in a lot of trouble uh, for fans. And I already know it is. I'm going to go, well, you know, they're going to say week one and I'm going to get called. I'm going to, I'm going to be told I'm carrying water for the team and I'm going to be told I'm, I'm being a shill for the team. And I'm, I'm just going to be trying to be understanding for what's going on here. So that, that part scares me a little bit. So these are things that I, I think about constantly in the back of my mind. Yeah, last year the the first part of the schedule was on paper easy, even though it didn't turn out that way. This year it'd probably be the opposite. You know, we'll probably get lined up with the 49ers. We play the 49ers, yeah, right out the gate at home. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the first game or maybe a divisional game like the Steelers or the Ravens or the Bengals. I could see something like that happen. But I hear you, Ken. I mean, one of the things that's important this year is to get off to a fast start. You know, we can't start off two and four or three and six. I mean, we got to come out of the gates running. So that, that first game is definitely important to set the tone for the entire year. Well, my fear, my biggest fear is repeating history. I don't want to go back to 2018. My, my thought was I don't like to fire coaches and I don't like to call for firing coaches. I think that's too easy on what we do. And, uh, and I know that those are dream jobs. And I think if people, I think if people en masse were telling me that I need to be fired from my dream job, I think I'd be pretty upset about something like that. So I'm very careful about it. I know they, they get paid a hell of a lot more than me to mm -hmm. deal with that pressure. Um, that all being said, my fear is that we get halfway through the year, and you're talking about a three and six. You get to a three and six record after nine weeks, I don't know if he's still going to be here for week 10. And that's, that's terrifying to me. I don't want to go down this wasted year route again. And when they hired Jim Schwartz, the first thing that people were saying, oh, he's got head coaching experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I go, man, I don't, I don't like hearing that. I don't like talking about it. I don't want to do that. Like, let's see, hey, you know, the record is what the record is. Last year, they were, they were 7 and 10 last year. They were 8 and 9 the year before. I'm not going to sit there and lie to anybody and sugarcoat anything. They are what they are. But I, damn it, I, I want to give it a full year, and I want to try to get it a full year. And to get it a full year, they got to make, they got to be good, they got to be decent, decent enough where they're not firing, losing their minds and getting upset and firing anybody. Because if you fire, if you fire them in the middle of the year, then you're trying to sell your product to another head coach, to another possible head coach, and who knows what type of nut job 
they get higher there. I mean, I've heard Jim Harbaugh and I've heard all types of things. So I don't want to go back to 2018 and, and do with Hugh where it was, hey, if we're going to make a move, we make a move right now because I don't want to have to wait until halfway through this year and then possibly hire the wrong guy, which is what ended up happening for 2018, getting ready for 2019, and, and that ended up being a disaster for everybody. I, I'm a big fan of Kevin Stefanski. I, I, I really believe that he's going to morph into a good head football coach. I, I You talked about the head coaches, Jim Schwartz. I, I really like, I want your opinion on this. I, I like the moves that they made um, with our coaching staff. The, the first thing they did was they let Joe Woods go. Everybody saw that was writing on the wall. That was just going to happen. They bring in Jim Schwartz, which I, I'm a big fan of. I think he's going to do wonders for our defense. And not only that, but I think it's going to help out Kevin Stefanski as well. So that way he can focus on the offense because he's a great offensive mind. I think a lot of people would agree with that. And then, the, and then with special teams, it kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> You know, Mike Prefer's out the door, and Bubba Ventrone is in. You know, he a, a lot of fans like that hire. But I'm curious, like, w- what did you think about the, what the Browns did as far as revamping their coaching staff? Well, I, I didn't think it came out of nowhere. And the only thing I'll say for that is that the, he never seemed to give Stefanski never seemed to give a full endorsement when asked about uh, Mike Prefer. And so there was always a thought in the back of my mind and Anthony's mind that something something might be here something might but you know and, and we had asked jason lloyd about it and jason said nah i ain't got nothing to worry about I go, jason I, I think there might be something there we ended up being right about that um not that we were enjoying being right about that because again you don't want people fired because the people fans get excited about firings i always look at it in a different way when you fire somebody it means that something failed okay there was a failure there and so when, when we're all excited that Joe Woods got fired, and Joe Woods, it, it wasn't working. You know, I can't make it – I'm not making a defense for Joe Woods. But it meant that that was a failure. Mm-hmm. So now I bring in Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz is good with the defensive line. Uh, he's good with his He's good with his schemes. I always – I've looked at it now where I'm, I try not to get that excited about coordinators anymore. But I think that he's going to be able to help out. Is he going to be able to cast a wand over these guys and make them all – you know, like, um, is, is is all of a sudden Jordan Kanasha going to be Harry Carson? I don't think he's going to be that way. But we'll see what these guys end up becoming. We'll see what happens with the defensive line. They should be better in that case. But I think that for what the changes they made, it took some realism here that for Kevin Stefanski, he wants to call plays. He wants to call his offense. He needs guys that he can trust to call his defense. And as the season went on, you could tell – it was more and more apparent that he had to spend time with his defense. Joe Woods simplified things. I think he was under pressure to simplify things. We saw that that Grant Delpit played better mm-hmm. with that def- with that simplified defense. And, and I'm not taking a swing at, at Grant Delpit here, but you saw over the final six games, final eight games, Grant, where things were simplified, was a much better player. Okay? And that's the way they do things at LSU. They don't try to goof it up and do things like that, do get crazy with it. They just try to simplify it. So I was happy with what happened there. We'll see what happens with Jim Schwartz on this. So the moves that, that were made, they were needed moves that need to be made. And then the other ones that had come in afterwards, those also seem to be needed moves that need to be made. So I'm encouraged, but also I'm 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 hesitant because you know, we have a guy in the head coach who's under a gun right now. He's he's got a He's got to take a swing at the playoffs here. His general manager needs to make sure that he takes a swing at the playoffs here to make sure that they're able to get to a – it would be a year four – no, a year five for both of them. So they're able to get to a year five for either one of those guys. I, I still think it's amazing that – and also sad at the same time that First Energy Stadium has never hosted a playoff game. Like, we got to get that done soon. Yeah. Uh, well – I mean, I, I was happy to just be in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Lyman and I were talking about it on the on well, on the phone before tomorrow's show. Let me ask you guys something here. I want to go a little bit longer with you, if that's okay. No, that's okay. That's fine. Do you guys hold any ill will at all anymore towards Baker Mayfield? I want to start with Jason, if I can, and then I want to go around with, to you guys, Jason. I I I don't. I mean, as a Browns fan, he's given me some of the best 
years that that I can remember since the eighties. Um, I don't really remember the eighties all that well. Uh, so he's he's given me a lot of joy as a Browns fan. There, um, I, I think the injury played a big part in him not being here anymore. But at the same time, I, I'm totally at peace with him. Like I, he's in Tampa now. I wish him the very best. I, I want him to succeed. I, I'm a Baker fan. Um, I know that there's been people calling people Baker bros. I guess you can call me that. But I, I'm more of a, you know, I'm a fan that supports my team. So Baker Mayfield was a Browns fan. I supported him up until towards the end. It was just hard to defend that any longer. And, um, you know, I was glad that the, the, the decision they made to, you know, release him and bring in Deshaun Watson. But yes, I, I was a Baker Mayfield fan and I believed in him. I, I thought, I really thought that he would be hoisting the Lombardi trophy over his head when it was all said and done. I really believed that and it didn't happen. And that's sad, but that's where I was, I'm at. Coltrane, let me ask you, go ahead. I'm a little bit different, Ken. So hopefully I don't piss you off, man. I've been to a few away games. I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars traveling I think during Baker's tenure, me and my wife's record of wins was like, I want to say one in five. And it just sucks, dude, when you when you put that money into it and like you go to the game and like, you know, week after week, I'm, I'm convincing myself because that's how well, you, we were doing this. I was convincing myself, no, this guy's going to shake off the roster. You know, maybe he played two bad games in a row. Oh, Baker's going to do his thing, though. Baker's going to score two, three touchdowns, going to go off on the Ravens and Maybe I chose the wrong games to go to. I went to a lot of the, our division rivals. And I guess for me as a fan, maybe I'm biased to all three of you. I love a quarterback that can beat in the division. Like, I, I want I want Watson so bad to be that guy, just like I wanted Baker, just like I wanted all the guys before him. I want that guy to be able to just, you know, go into Pittsburgh, F the Steelers. I know how much these fans have been through and just throws three, four touchdowns down their throats. You know, the, it's a knight in shining armor type stuff. Baker never did that for me. Every worst, every year. Now, the playoff year, of course, I enjoyed um, like any fan. But then the year after that, I don't know what went on with that injury. I don't know whose fault it is. But just, just like you were talking about earlier on the show, Ken, where it was a washed year, I felt like that year was just such a waste of a year, dude. And it was just mm -hmm. like – if you were hurt, then you should just sat out. Maybe we had a better chance with the other guy. It, it, it just um, – do I have ill will at this moment? I'm getting better. Like, I'm as he's, like, out of my life, I'm, I'm getting better as a fan. I'm not one of these weirdos that's, like, still, like, got my middle fingers up to Baker. But during his tenure here, what, did I have ill will, especially that last year he was here? Yeah, man, I, I was ready to see him go. I was definitely 100% ready to see Baker go. But that's just me. Mike, for me, it's a little different because I run a Browns backers chapter club here in Virginia. And the experience draft night when we drafted Baker, people were ecstatic. They were excited. And then that Jets game when he came in and brought us back and we won that game. Like the fact that there were there were people hugging and crying when they won that game that night at our club because we had, you know, 2016 and 2017 were just so brutal. And I thought that that was like, we're going to turn it around. You know, they played better that back half of the year. And then 2019 happened, and we we ran – like, 2019, a lot of people forget, that game against the Titans, we moved methodically down the field. Like, after they scored, I'm like, we're going to the freaking Super Bowl. Like, this team is ready to go. Then we ended up getting blown out, and it just kind of went off the rails. And then Baker was just up and down. And, and, it, and then I got mad at some point at him, but I don't think I have ill will towards him now. Like, at my older age, I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, you know, I, I wish you the best, but, you know, it just didn't work out for you here. But I just see I'm just ready to, to win. That's that's I, I think it's see Jason's pro. OK, Coltrane's against and you're somewhere in the middle. Mike. I mean, that's and, and I think that that's what you're getting with a lot of what what happens with Baker is that, you know, we were listening when Lyman and I were on the phone, we were listening to the afternoon show and there was a lot of responses and, and, and stuff about. Well, people are still obsessed with Baker. I think if you're still obsessed, quote unquote, if people are still obsessed with Baker, I think they're getting it all wrong, man. That 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 war is over. It is yeah. over. I agree. Unless, yeah. if, unless he True goes that. out and he throws for, if he throws for 5,000 yards, 
for Tampa Bay this year, then I guess we'll dig up that body and we'll do it. It's <laughs> over. It's no, over. I agree. And, and I look at it and go, we, we all want to like – this is going to be a loose, loose comparison. Aaron Rodgers is getting his way out of Green Bay. And we had Ty Dunn on the CBS show yesterday, and I asked Ty, I "Go, how do they make amends with Ty, how do they make amends with Aaron Rodgers and make this thing okay? Because you don't want to bring this guy back, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Let's let's be cool with each other here. Let's not be jerks." And to a much lower level, like with what Green Bay did with 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 Brett Favre and what they're going to eventually do with Aaron Rodgers, you know, he still won a playoff game. No matter what I want to say, and I can say that Pittsburgh handed them the playoff game, and I, mm-hmm. I saw the lack ass effort of the the snap over the head and everything like that. Still want a playoff game, and so I think the human nature is still to want to be liked and to like other people. I still think it's that way, and I think when we all put down our swords here in ten years ago, we did win a playoff game, and that was a while since we had won a playoff game before that. We could take positivity because I, I I think that he's probably. For Baker Mayfield, I think he's a means to an end for Tampa Bay. I think it's more more like Caleb Williams is going to be there next year or Drake May is going to be there next year or one of the other ones because someone's going to re- rise to the top there uh, as well in that draft that we're not talking about right now. And I think he's more of a means to an end. But say he does well, whatever. It doesn't matter. The Browns' problems right now, I got a quarterback that you're paying a lot of money to that gave up three first-round picks to who was in his own head over the final six games of the season. I got a running back that, hey, I, I know I want to hold on to him this year, but next year is going to be an entirely different story. I got a defensive end that right now is going into, what, seven years in, all of a sudden you blink. And, I mean, this guy is a veteran's veteran now, and I got to get this guy to the postseason here because you drafted him number one overall. You went one and 31 over a period of time to draft these two players. One of them's already gone. The other one's here who is obviously visibly frustrated because he's not put in the defensive player of the year category because his team is not above 500 the way that other teams are. So you got to get your ducks in an order before we're ever worried about anything going on with Baker Mayfield right now. And so that was one of the things that was bothering me as I'm listening to callers with Nick and why should Dustin still coming back from Nashville right now and listening to Nick this afternoon on the fan going, we, hey, he he means a big deal to us in our past. It was a big deal. There's no doubt about it. He moved heaven and earth for a lot of fans. But Baker's in the past. I got to look to the future. No matter what I, I might agree. think or what fans might think about certain players on the football team, mm. it doesn't matter. You got to get this thing going. Because if you don't, people don't understand what's going to happen if this team does not approach. Like if they get to, I'll tell you this. If they get to not, Lyman and I were talking about this. I'm giving away what we're going to talk about on the show tomorrow or even the day after. If they go nine and eight, if they go nine and eight and they don't make the playoffs, I think that that could spell some bad things for some people in charge. Mm-hmm. But if they go nine and eight, I can look at it and go, well, coaching wasn't very good. That means the quarterback was decent still, though, may, possibly. I could talk myself into some good things. I can. We'll see how it works out. Now, these are best laid plans, obviously, and we could all be laughing about this because this is best case scenario, right? But we could look at it and go, nine and eight, we might have ourselves the pick of the litter here when it comes to coaches and other things like that. Or it could end up being a mess, but let's let's go best case scenario. Nine and eight, that looks good. But if this thing doesn't go well, there's questions about your quarterback and how much you're paying him, which money's money. But the picks picks another first round draft pick that you're gonna have to sit there and watch go by mm-hmm. miles isn't gonna be happy nope nick's not gonna be happy i can't imagine a lot of other players are gonna be happy i mean there's gonna be and, and you're gonna have a, if you have another general manager who comes into this thing they're gonna have their own ideas and that's always been the problem here since 1999 is we've had new general managers come in and they've had the best of intentions there's been some good men who've been the general manager of this football team, but they've all wanted to reinvent the wheel in their own way. Mm-hmm. And so now they're going to come in and they're going to go, what's Miles Garrett won for us? What's Nick Chubb won for us? And now all of a sudden you're starting to restock and all of a sudden Deshaun starts looking around and goes, this looks a hell of a lot like the Houston Texans all of a sudden. Yeah. Now, <laughs> that's, that's a terrifying scenario. I'm, like, I'm not trying to scare anybody here. I know we're pressed for time. I'm not trying to scare anybody here. But that's what's at stake 
here for this football team. I mean, this is it's an exciting year because it's like, hey, we we got real. This is this is not 2016 and 17 where it's like, all right, let's let's see what the hell they do. Deshaun Kaiser, whatever. That's it's fine, no big deal. <laughs> Cody Kessler, eh, who cares? This is this is real pressure that's on this football team. But what comes with that pressure? You go, holy Chautauqua. There's a lot of pressure on these guys, and we'll figure out what's going on here. So. It, it's it's not a question that's figured out right now. You know, the, the draft's coming up. What do they do at 42? Do they move that pick? There's moves that they can make, but the scariest thing about this is that what, what was so unsettling to me is that they just did not have as much depth as we thought they did. They got mm-hmm. some stars. There's gold in them there, Hills, but damn it, there's gold in, in a lot of teams' rosters. And we looked at them and go, you lost it. You lost to New Orleans. Why'd you lose to New Orleans? Well, you dropped the ball in the fourth quarter and you should have been able to score that. And I don't, I don't give a damn that fourth, that fourth down and 10, whatever it was that he got sacked on that Watson got sacked on. That's because he lost trust in his guys. He didn't think they were going to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. And that was on the wide receivers. I think that sack was on the wide receivers and, and not being able to catch the ball and David Njoku, if we're going to throw him in the mix, but you, you lost that game, and you find out you lose that game against New Orleans because you don't have the depth. You just don't have the depth. And they make they silly play calls and things like that, whatever. But you don't have the depth, and that stuff isn't fixed in one year. So your guys are going to have to step up and play well. So it's going to be a pressure-packed season for these guys. For, for me last year, I think what scared the crap out of I me, mean, Mikey P, we were at this game. There, there was a couple games last year where they just did not show up. They, they just didn't show up. And we went to the Patriots game, and that was one of them. Terrible. Um, Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Hor- horrible game. Had a great time in Cleveland, but the game absolutely was horrible. I think that's what Jim Schwartz is going to add to our defense is toughness. Uh, he had mentioned the words accountability in his press conference. I- I'm, I'm excited about Jim Schwartz and what he's going to bring to our defense as far as mindset, because that that's a, that's part of it. Coltrane, you just said a little while ago, you, you, you wish Baker Mayfield would, would have been a quarterback that would go to our AFC North rivals and just stick it to them. You know, part of that is grit, having grit and mean, you know, mean toughness. And, and our defense just didn't have that. And part of it was scheme, part of it was players, but part of it was just, I don't know, man, it just looked like they just showed up. <laughs> and played football. It, 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 I don't know, but hopefully this year, you know, it'll be different. We did some sign some free agents. Ken, what is your overall? I mean, what's your overall grade on what we've added to this defense? I mean, we've added a oh. bunch of defensive tackles. Um, we, we we obviously need to add a wide receiver. But what are your overall thoughts of what uh, Andrew Barry has done so far? Well, you know, the, Dalvin Tomlinson is a guy I really like. Now, mm-hmm. I know we talked a lot about Draymond Jones. We talked a lot about Javon Hargrave, and those are really good football players. Hargrave, is, is, he's an outstanding football player, mm-hmm. and he should be really good. But but what they did is they, they addressed some of their problems here. It's going to take more than one year to address a depth problem. I mean, you have defensive tackle needs depth. You need a rotation because you're going through three downs, and secondary needs depth. Because you're going through a rotation, you're going to have dime defenses. You're going to have you're going to have nickel defenses there. I mean, that's and, and you're going to have injuries, so that's going to make things difficult as well. So you're dealing with two big depth positions and line. God, good God, linebacker. I mean, you got to a point where it was just laughable. And and, and for all the things that we could say about Joe Woods, I mean, my phone is fine to play linebacker at some point, other than what they had. I mean. There was nothing they could do. I mean, everybody got hurt. So that part I did for as much as we can take away from Joe Woods, and I don't need to make any defense for him. He's What's gone is gone. There, he was old Mother Hubbard by the end of the year when it came to linebacker. But you need depth in those three positions just on defense in general. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have any. You just didn't have any. And so that takes more than one offseason. So uh, I made a short answer long, and I apologize. Uh, I'll say – they address defensive tackle. They're addressing a little bit linebacker. I don't like – I got to tell you, I don't like the whole letting Anthony Walker talk to other teams. And the reason behind that is that eh, this is going to be flimsy to some, but that's okay. He was on a one-year deal two years ago, and he's the one talking every week. 
He's on a one-year deal last year, and before the injury, he was the one that was set to talk again every week. So where's your leadership coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's something that that kind of startles me there going, come on. You guys, you got guys who are veterans. You got guys who are supposed to be, who are draft picks, who are supposed to be long-term pieces of this defense. They should be the ones that are giving the answer for the defense every week. But Anthony plays a, a leadership position, so I can understand the, the back end of that. I or the, the, the fight back on that. I can. So I, I, I worry about that. We'll see, you know, if he can get a good deal. God bless him. Anthony Walker's a hell of a guy, and he was always a good interview. And if he goes on to greener pastures, then I, I wish him well. I really do. He's a, he's a fine, fine player and a fine man. But I, I worry about our depth on that defense. But I also say that Jim Schwartz is a fine coach, but it's the same thing I say about uh, about Bill Callahan. The, these guys are not – they're not wizards. Correct. They can't just they can't just cast spells over over players and in turn. Like I said it today to myself when I was was going back and forth with my buddy Chops on Twitter. I go, you can't just take Drew Forbes and turn him into Russ Grimm if you trade Wyatt Teller. Correct. Okay. You yeah. can get Bill Callahan can get the best Drew Forbes that he can get. He can do that. He's got the best Wyatt Teller that he can get, but he can't take these guys and turn him. He's not going to turn him into John Hanna and people. And that's what fans just expect because we don't pay that close of attention to offensive line. So we go, oh, just trade an offensive lineman. Bill Callahan will take care of it. It's like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) What we said about free agency, solid. I I give it a solid B plus because it wasn't like they ignored their problems. And we'll see if these guys come out in the wash. Tristan Hill, I hear up and down things about him. We'll see. No big deal. If he makes it, he makes it not or, or not. Uh, Maurice Hurst, he's been banged up the last two years, seriously injured. He was good before he got hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, it'd be fantastic. I mean, you look at what they did a couple of years ago. With Malik Jackson. Yeah, they got Malik McDowell. Who else did they get from the who else did they get from the Eagles? Malik Jackson. It was the two Malik's. Malik yeah, thank Malik. you very much. Yes, thank you. I mean, they got some nice pickups there at defensive tackle. So I'll give Barry credit where it's due. I know a lot of people want to dump all over him. I like Andrew Barry as a man, and I like him. I, I like him fair enough as a football guy. We'll see if this works out. So if they can make this thing work, that'll be okay. Because I still want to know, and I still wonder, is this the way that things are going to be in the NFL where teams are just going to line up and run on you? Or is this something that is a wave? Is, or do you still need to stop the quarterback? You know, they, we had Seth Walter on the station in the afternoon, I think last Thursday. And Seth Walter said, guys, you still need to stop the quarterback. You're still going to need secondary players. And we'll see whether or not it's true because that's the beauty of the NFL. And that's, that's what make, makes football so much fun. Once you think you got it figured out, someone finds something in on the back door and gets you. Mm-hmm. And then we have to start all over again. And then we get mad as fans because the, the, the general manager and the coach didn't get ready for it. Oh, and, I mean, I, I remember when you only ran dime or nickel on third down. Like, it was unheard of yeah. to run it on first. Yeah. And, down. and then and then you look at college defenses, like, nobody wants to come out of nickel. Nobody <laughs> wants to come out of dime. No one wants to do I mean, good God, you look at a base 50 defense, that's what you did. And now it's like, well, now you got to play what it is. And now it, it would still be that way in college. But you look at the pros, and, and I'm thinking, well, you guys are going to keep those. You guys want to keep like what what the what the Chargers did with Anthony Lynn. You guys want to keep seven defensive backs? All right, we'll run on you. We'll just keep the ball in our hands, and and we'll win 21-14, and that'll be the end of the football game. Mm-hmm. And that's what these teams did to the Browns last year. We know you got to go. We're up against that. I do have one one other question. The Browns, okay, it's, on, it's been on Browns Twitter. The Browns need to add a veteran wide receiver. That's that's the feeling of the Browns fans. Um, some are, some of our rumored choices have fallen off the board. They're no longer available. Do you think the Browns will sign a, a wide receiver via free agency uh, trade? Um, do you think OBJ could be part of the mix? I mean, I'm seeing him. I don't know about your guys' Twitter feed. It's all over mine. Like, I've never seen – I so so all the insiders and all the reporters say it's a possibility. And, and I think it's because 
The Browns are saying it's a possibility, and I think it's because maybe maybe OBJ's people are saying it's a possibility. And I, I'm not denying any of them. Any of the insiders have got nothing against the insiders. And say what you want to about Mary Kay. I love her dearly. I love her family. <laughs> I've never seen Browns fans as a collective fart on an idea, <laughs> whether it be online, whether it be in real life, at a bar, in a post office, at work, in school, no matter what. Bring it back, OBJ. I mean, we so so it had, so over last weekend. This was last weekend. It was hey, they're really interested in OBJ, and I go, well, thanks for the content. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> so I brought it up, and I mean, guys, nothing. Phones, nothing, nothing. They fans don't believe it because you know why? It ain't worth believing. No, because you got and you guys know this. We had, who was it? No, I was talking to Pony on the way home today. People, you know, who, what, damn it, who was the guy who said that it may, he made sense for the Steelers? I forget who the hell. It was some national guy said that OBJ made sense for the Steelers. And I, and Pony asked me about it. And I said the same thing I've said on air that you guys know this. If you, if, if you lose 27 24, you can go into a locker room and say, man, that sucks. I can't believe we lost 27-24. This is a real pisser, and we need to get better here, here, and here. But, damn it, next week is another opportunity, and we'll get better next week. And that's on me, and we'll check out the tape, and we'll just be better. And, you know, we're, we, instead of 6-4, and four, we're 6-5, and five, and we got another opportunity coming up back at home next week against the Lions. That's the way it goes. With OBJ – 27-24 is never just 27-24. It's never just a loss. It's never just a loss. It's always it's it's always something more. It's always this big dramatic thing. And and the Giants know that, and we know that, and the Rams never needed to know that because everything was going so well with the Rams, yeah. and they just slid right on by and won the Super Bowl. And he was on his way to being the Super Bowl MVP before that all happened. So the Rams got the the best version possible of OBJ, and I'm saying that as an OBJ fan, I wanted to draft him that year. I wanted him bad. We took Justin Gilbert, so I still would have been right. But <laughs> I wanted OBJ badly. And you can go check. I know we were bought by a different company because I we used to be CBS, and now we're now we're Odyssey. But if you can find those articles, go look for them because I wanted Odell Beckham Jr. And I'll be damned if anybody tells me different. And I know what he and I know what he is, and I I, I don't think that he's he's the crazy ex. That's what he is. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it I, didn't help that the Browns showed up to his workout. Like, I think that's what really started everything. Yeah. You know, well, when that well, came out. Doing our, well, we're doing our due diligence. Yeah. You do your due diligence on Twitter like I do. <laughs> I, who know, I, I, I don't know if that was. I have no idea what it was. I have no idea what it was. I mean, you bandy these ideas about on, on air. I mean, I go, was it to stick it to Baker? Like what was it? What what was this? I mean, we Andrew Barry got I and mean, it's just money for Amari Cooper. He got Amari Cooper for a song. I mean, five a fifth round pick yeah. of money. Who cares about the money? And I go, you let OBJ walk. You let him go for nothing. His dad had a video made of all the misses. And I know that some of the stuff I blamed on OBJ was not OBJ's fault. And I feel bad about that as a you know, as a radio guy, but it's just no, and fans think it's silly, and they don't. And they don't. I'm telling you guys, they don't even call because they just it's not worth it. If they do sign them, that's going to be a different story. They don't care. They don't believe that that's going to happen. They don't believe it's realistic. Um, I've never seen anything where, like, I remember when OBJ was first talking about we were talking about trading for the guy, and there were fans going, "Stop wasting fans' time talking about this." <laughs> we got nasty emails. You guys are wasting our time. I'm turning off your radio station. <laughs> and we're going, we're only talking about what we're hearing. This is a realistic thing. And I did want OBJ, and I did want to speak it into existence so you can blame me, and I'm sorry. Um, but now it's just like, no, I'm not going to waste their time. I'm not going to waste fans' time. We're not going to do this again. This is silly because it's a loss is never just a loss with OBJ. It's a traumatic thing that turns into this just this this monstrosity that runs off a bridge and into a river and you can't you can't figure out where it went wrong 
as far as veterans go, you know, I you know, people called me Cole Hardman, mid Cole Hardman. Um, I, I don't mind me Cole Hardman. Um, I know you got Jakeem Grant, but I never thought of him as much as a receiver. I, I think it could end up being guys. I think it could end up being right now. Could end up being DPJ as your number two, and then developing the other guys because. I, I got a quarterback that gave up three first round picks for. He's got to start to turn guys into weapons sometime, doesn't he? I mean, this is this has got to be Anthony Schwartz's like last hurrah. Yeah, if, this if is his last camp. This is his last camp. camp. Either well, yeah, you either show up and play well, or that's it. You know, I I think they're big. I think this is typical Barry candidates. They're they're going to be leaning on that Bell guy. I think Barry believes in his draft picks, and I think Bell, like everyone, everyone's like I forgets about that dude. We wait to pick Bell. on him. Like I don't Bell's forget a, Bell. Bell's a beast, dude. Bell's from Purdue. He, like he was he like breaking on, records over there. He came on. He came on as the season went on last year. He had that knee injury in OTAs last season. I think yeah. it set him back in training camp a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um. You're not going to we'll give see. that rookie that many opportunities. Like all these Browns fans, they expected him to go for like a thousand and ten TDs. Yeah, your rookie year is never like that. That's where like the fans just get that confused. Like Bell, I thought actually sparked out pretty well for the opportunities he had. Yeah, you know, I, I thought I he think, did a decent job. I think we just don't know, Coach. I, I I don't know if we know exactly what we expect from. Him. I know what we want, but I don't know if we know what we expect from. Him. I mean, you look at everybody who picks. In the NFL, and they they look at what the the league is or what the AFC is, I should say. And I don't think a lot of team, a lot of people are picking the Browns to be a division winner or even a playoff team. Maybe a wild card. Yeah, and so I'm going, okay. Well, if we were a Super Bowl team, if if it were, what sits between us and a Super Bowl? A wide receiver, make the pick. Make, you know, make the trade. Let's do this. I don't think they're saying that, and I don't think the Browns are no. saying that right now. But they know they need to make the playoffs. Can you make the playoffs with your quarterback playing better than what he did last year Absolutely. with the wide receivers you have right now, plus maybe a second-round pick that isn't a mess? Yeah. And that's part of the reason I've been I've been pounding the table, and I just hit the table there because I just do that out of – it's not even for effect. It's become a thing. Um, I never <laughs> want to hear the term flyer again because when they – when they took Anthony Schwartz, well, it's a flyer. It's a third-round pick. What do you mean it's a flyer? <laughs> it's a third-round pick. We can never. And now all of a sudden we're sitting there going, I can't believe he took him that far ahead of Amon Ross. The, the kid from going? Detroit was still available. Bro, bro they even said, St. Said, Brown. Said, we, we, they said, I'll never forget it, on national TV, when we drafted him, they were like, and we got a project, guys. We got a project. <laughs> it's like, dude. From Auburn. He doesn't even run a pro-style offense. I, said, I, said, I go, I go, what I go, who could they have taken? And on Friday, people are going, St. Brown, Lions are going, we could have him. <laughs> Holy <laughs> God. <sighs> so yeah, that's what you see. Got. And the thing about it is, I mean, we got some guys on the roster. We got some wide receivers, but we just don't know enough about them because they haven't seen the field that much. No, you man. know, uh, whether it be from injury or what have you. But um, we we've heard that Kevin Stefanski is going to change the offense to where they're passing more. They're going to run less, which. Um, Nick Chubb fans don't like to hear that, but that that's what's going to happen. So, so with with that game plan, you you just have to think. Well, it's either a guy that's on the roster that we just don't don't know about, and they're going to step up, or they're going to bring somebody in. Um, yeah, I, or both. I, I, I guess. think it would be I think it would be a free agent, and I still wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them to to figure out what they want to do uh, as far as the draft is concerned. But uh, they do like David Bell. I know they like David Bell. You ain't wrong about what you said about David Bell down there. I'm telling you right now. They he like David. Drop balls. And I like David too. He doesn't. You're right. Um, so we'll see what they do. Well, Ken Carmen, this was absolutely fantastic. Can I just say that, that I appreciate you? I really do. Mikey P, I know you're the same. Coltrane, oh, yeah. you live in Ohio, so you I don't know if his airwaves hit you, but before the Odyssey app, I had and let me back up. Before Twitter, I had no idea who Ken Carmen was. And then I get oh, into right. Twitter. Well, I get into Twitter. I'm like, and everybody's talking about Ken Carmen. I'm like, who's Ken Carmen? You know, I don't live in Cleveland. I don't know. But uh, t Twitter has uh, exposed me to uh, to you guys like you and, and Anthony Lima. And then the Odyssey app came out, and that was just a game changer because I, I listened to 
the Odyssey app and Cleveland Sports Radio all the time. I don't even listen. I don't even know what's going on where I live. So I, I appreciate you, man. You're, you're the voice of reason. I tune in whether we win or whether we lose, and you just make me feel better no matter well, what happens. So you make me feel better. Um, but definitely, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, hey, it means a lot. I, I didn't mean to talk your guys' ear off there. You guys get, no. just got me going nah. on, on some, of the, no. some of the theories. and it just it, it, It's a big year. Man, it's I got a one year. quick question before you go, though. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I want to know, though, if we make the playoffs this year, is your Christmas tree going to survive? I That's threw the whole one away. The, the, the only reason I, I, I set that Christmas tree on fire is because I knew it was going to be thrown away anyway. The lights don't work on these things. I got one good Christmas tree. The other ones are terrible. We put four Christmas trees up in this house. And so you think about the amount of money we piss away where one is okay and the other three are garbage. No, because no, I take that back because we have a white one that we put up in our room. So that one's okay. So we got two trees that end up having to be thrown out every year. And so when they made the playoffs, I go, well, I'm going to put this thing to good use. People don't realize the amount of black smoke that comes off that thing. I'm going, like, when I set that thing on fire, I'm going, holy Jesus, someone's got a fire department. This is unbelievable here. Like, it was bad. It was real bad. But no, it's, that's the beauty of living in the streets. Coltrane, where do you live? I'm Columbus now, man. I, I grew up in Cleveland my whole life. I lived there until I was about 34 years old, and then I met my wife. And now I'm in I'm in Seabus, Ohio State land. Beautiful. What are you like in Columbus proper? Or are you in a in a suburb? I've got I'm Galena, right outside okay. by Polaris Parkway. If you've been through Polaris. Okay, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. So are you I'm, are you? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm ten minutes from that IKEA. So if you okay. and your wife ever go to IKEA, just hit up the coal train. We'll meet you up for some Swedish meatballs, buddy. <laughs> well, now I'm gonna have to go to IKEA now that you said that. <laughs> so Mikey and Jason, are you guys from here? No, I, I'm from Arizona. <laughs> oh, you My guys dad. Wow. My dad is from the Falls. Okay, okay. Um, Portage County is kind of, it's pretty rural, but it's still kind of close. Like I'm in front, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm in the northwest end of Portage County, like the upper corner, right where Summit and Cuyahoga County meet. Okay. And so I'm right up in that area, and. Uh, they're just they're just good streets bro people man those like and and uh almost famous just good Topeka people man and so uh, <laughs> if i were still living in some of the other places i've lived at in this area definitely the fire department or the cops would have came uh, <laughs> yeah I, I set trees on fire and they don't seem to care they don't bother me too much but i'm 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 imagining at some point here uh, I want to get that thing covered up because we don't have a lot of fires back there. I usually just use that pit to set things on fire. And then I got to clean it all up. Like I've set desks on fire back there. The um, yeah, the couch. No, the, I've not set. People don't realize how much of a pain in the ass it is to set a couch on fire. To do it properly. <laughs> I mean, you can set a couch on fire in the street in college and just leave it there and let anybody else take care of it. But if it's on your property, it is a pain because you got to, you really, you burn a couch twice. If I can explain this to you, I'm, I'm keeping you guys. You, you set it on fire. It burns all the, the stuff that you sit on. And then you burn, Then the wood burns. And then <laughs> you take apart all the, the metal and stuff like oh, that. Too much. Throw the metal too away. much. Yeah, you don't want people stepping on the metal. But I've kept you too long. So there you go. <laughs> well, if, it, if it's okay, you know, if you could post that Christmas tree video once a year, maybe around Christmas time. <laughs> I love it. The last couple of years, that makes me feel bad. The Steelers fans start, start ripping me for going, you're going to set stuff on fire. I, go, no, I'm <laughs> I mean, the lights are still hooked to the damn tree. You're <laughs> dragging it out of the house. It's beautiful. Can't be, beautiful. can't be good for the environment. So I kind of feel <laughs> bad about that. Didn't think about it because all that plastic and electric. But yeah, what are you going to do? But it was fun. Yeah, yes. it was, it was oh, a hell of a, I had a blast. <laughs> I did have a blast doing it. Well, thank you, guys. thank you so much for coming on the show. Audience, you know him, Ken Carmen. Tune in 92.3 The Fan every morning at 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Right? Thank you guys very much. I appreciate yes. you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank sir. You. <laughs> Go care, Browns. Guys. Go Browns. Go Browns. Thank you very much. Go Browns, Thanks. baby. And that was All Ken right. Carmen. What do you? What do you guys think about that, man? I mean, he 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 brought some nuggets for sure. He did he did he, he had well, some stuff like I've been thinking about, um, but it hasn't like come out and it got me thinking. 
Uh, there's also some stuff that, like, I, I am cautiously optimistic about this year. But at the end of the day, like, I, I've seen these Twitter fans go crazy about who we've signed, who we haven't signed. At the end of the day, we won't know anything until wow. the season unfolds. Like, I can't get mad on March 20th about a game that's six months no. away. Because no. I can tell you oh. from personal experience, I played on a baseball team once that we had three of our top players got transferred to other schools. And everybody was like, oh, you guys are going to stink. It's going to be no good. We were actually halfway damn decent that year. Like, because we believed in ourselves. And sometimes, like, changes in the coaching, you know, you know, I think Schwartz will make some differences and make us better. Is he going to fix everybody on the defense? No. Can Bill Callahan fix everybody on the offensive line? No, he always can't. Like even Jeb Will struggles at times still. But Is they will be prepared. Be They'll be better? prepared. But I think we'll be more prepared. You're going to see a more focused team this year. I think Deshaun's definitely going to be more focused going into the season. I think other guys are going to know they're on like they're going to know that they're playing for their jobs and they're going to know that because there are players that have to look at this and go, they know if this season isn't playoffs or bust, like they may not be in this league much longer. And you start realizing that. And sometimes that, that kicks that was it the fight or flight um, kind of mentality. So I think you're going to see some guys, they're either going to step up or, you know, it's, we're going to be talking about, the part we don't like talking about, which is what Ken talked about, you know, with the firings and, and changes. Nobody ever wants to see anybody lose their job. At the end of the day, I wish still that uh, who was the our first very first coach that Carmen, uh, not uh, who was the first coach we ever had in 1999. I can't remember his name. Um, Chris. Uh, Chris was the name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I had it my way, he'd still be our coach and we would have had a great career under him. Like I, I don't like seeing guys get fired ever or, or changes like that, but it's a part of the game, unfortunately, and part of the business. But it's yeah. going to be an interesting yeah. year, but we're going to have fun too. Chris Palmer. Chris Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Mikey though. A lot of good insight from Ken. Uh, very approachable guy. I mean, Jesus, it was like he was one of the yard dogs himself. <laughs> on it, you know, with us every week. So that's I guess I guess when you're in the yard, you're uh, you know blending in with everybody and, and and having good stuff. But um, a lot of good feedback from him. He, he's giving me a little bit of anxiety though. I'm not gonna lie. Like once he started, <laughs> you know, talking about the. Uh, you know the firings and all that. The eight and nine. I don't even want to think about that. I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm with you. You know, Mikey and Jason. I see all these negativity on the fan with the fans on Twitter talking about receivers, all that. Guys, it's it's March, baby. Mm -hmm. Some of these guys, you know, I heard a, I heard a tidbit today. AJ Brown, dudes like that, they weren't even traded till draft night. So it's like until we actually see the draft card of who, you know, after the three full days. Let's see how the roster is going to shape up. There's still time to add a free agent here and there. Like I'm with you, Mikey. Like I'm not even going to think twice about the season until we're about week eight or week nine in. And we're either seven and let's say six and two or we're four and four, you know, that's quite the difference, but there's still a lot of hope. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm a week by week guys. You guys know on the show, like, wait a minute, guys, like, you know, you're, you're counting us out. Because we haven't signed a receiver where we have months and months to take care of that before the start of the season. So I'm with you, Mikey. I'm hopeful, man. I, I think we have the right pieces in place. I think the roster is – I'm not going to say it's a complete deal yet. It's shaping up right now to uh, give me light, give me hope. Uh, this roster will fill out in the next month or so, including the draft. And, and, and Barry and them are going to do their thing, man. Let's just hope. And that's one thing Ken and, Ken and all of us didn't really mention – when he was on is everyone's talking about coaches and you know, the coaching and the GM and all this stuff, uh, you know, or, or Haslam's whatever we will find out how good uh, Barry is at, at changing the roster around this season. This is it. He's going to put all his eggs in the basket. Is Barry truly a good GM where he can build a roster to win us these games. That's also on the table as well. So, it, to to be continued, there there's no like I said. Unfortunately for these Browns, they're negative right now. You won't even know that till week eleven, week twelve, if these free agents even pan out. So let's just let's relax a little bit, man. Good things are coming. Awesome. We got to land this plane. We didn't do any ad reads at all. Thank you to our sponsors, Homage. 
underdog fantasy bet stamp we'll do a double read next week okay um we're sorry about that we are definitely up against it the barking brown show is coming up next tune in next week as cold train's going to do his punishment with the one chip challenge and mikey p and myself are going to give him some interview questions so i'll have to answer those questions while he's devouring that one chip challenge so tune in next week same bat time same bat channel Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. Until then, we like to end all of our co- podcasts with the Go Brown. So, Mikey P. Coltrane, if you'll join me on the count of three. One, two, three. Go, go Brown. See you next week.